And welcome to the, what do we call these things today? How about the Druck Report, the Hometown Headlines podcast? Good morning, John Druckermiller with you from hometownheadlines.com. Thank you for joining us. We're coming to you from the studios of Brand Red Studios over on 4 Bale Street. Todd Labarge once again producing us today. We appreciate that as always. Um, we're flirting with disaster. And we use that song title for a reason because our guest here not only is an expert on all things audio, but, I mean, uh, he's, he's taking over. He's trying to replace Todd already. No, 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 no. That voice, you know that voice, and that's why he's here today. That is the golden sounds of Mills Fitzner. Longtime owner. Thank you. Of K98. K98 has been now, has uh, you sold that 13 years ago. Mills thinks I'm crazy. I asked him to come in, and uh, let's kind of remember K98 today, talk about it. Reason being, Mills, and you, you just gave an – very eloquent speech. Uh, John Schroeder, good friend of yours, Grand right. Marshal, Rome Christmas Parade. Uh, Mills gave a speech uh, to introducing John. I say speech. It was you know a, nice, a very nice thing. In fact, we put it up uh, the, the words verbatim on Hometown Headlines. But what I thought it was cool is that when people said, you know, I'm Mills Fitzner from K98. Well, I've been not been in front of a microphone for 13 years. Watch out. Whatever it was, the reaction from the crowd about everybody kind of saying, Oh, cool, K98. 13 years later, you guys are much loved. You, 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 it's funny, you would think over the years. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> things evaporate, you know, especially yeah, nowadays, sure. you know. And you know how it is with the, with, you know, you're not a big fan of social media, but I mean, all the web, electronics, everything else. Um, to be remember, remembered and remembered that especially was cool. I thought, what the heck? Let's, uh, Let's talk about K98. So good morning, Mills Fitzner. Well, good morning, and I'm very happy to be here, although I'm a little re- reticent to think that anybody would really be interested. But, uh, you we'll, know. We'll, let, we'll let the listeners find out. I mean, it's All funny. Right. We're talking to Todd. Here we are in Bale Street. I mean, we're a block up from, from your former. You, of course, you guys still own the building. But K98, you know, right there in the corner of uh, on Bale Street, right off of Turner McCall there, right across from. 710 uh, Turner McCall Boulevard. See, he's got that memorized there. And, you know, right across from O'Charlie's there, and people still drive by. And I still think, we've chitted about this, that the all good folks, whatever it is, have the, the letters right. on the roof now. I mean, you got a virtual billboard there, if nothing else. Yep. I mean, multi, multi thing. But thank you for being here, Mills. You're still in the area. People go, well, see, what's he doing nowadays? You tell folks what you're doing nowadays. Mostly, my, my, my business card, uh, such as it is, or my retirement card, says skiing, pine trees, and photography. What a combination. <laughs> and, and now, have you started skiing this season yet? Not yet. Normally, no. you guys yeah, head up. Yeah. I, t- I taught skiing in Gatlinburg for th- 19 years. Okay. And then I've retired from that, but I go out west uh, three or four weeks a year and enjoy that. And uh, we have a, a pine tree farm, a tree farm, that we raise uh, trees for paper and for uh, lumber. And uh, that's uh, been in the family for, I guess, I'm the third generation. Oh, wow. And then uh, my photography, which I do love, which uh, I think uh, Hometown Headlines uses uh, some of uh, for the Rome Braves. Uh, I shoot for the Rome Braves. I shoot for a a country artist named Travis Tritt. No one's ever heard of him. No. And, you know, I, I do other little things like that. But that's that's what I do in my retirement. And I'm busier now than than I want to be sometimes. That's my next question for you. I mean, you know, as someone who's personally looking at retirement uh, maybe five years ago, but uh, that's probably five or six more years down the road, uh, that's not retirement. Like I said, you're busier than ever. Yes, it is retirement because I'm doing what I want to do, well, not what I have to do. No, wait a minute now. And, and we'll use that for our lousy segue of the morning. 
I mean, you did not want to go into 710 Turner McCall every single day to go in there and just meet those wonderful people. Actually, uh, meeting the wonderful people was fine. Uh, dealing with the uh, with the the audience was great. Making payroll sucked. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got news for you. In today's media, it still does. As a matter of fact, no, not at all. Um, I mean, what you did there, I mean, the magic you guys did. Again, to recall, be people who think about it. And I told you, in, you know, in my uh, radio extended career, did a little bit of news for K98 toward the uh, the final years there. It news very well for K98, I well, might add. no, it's – but, I mean, come on. No one's as good as Mr. Ed. Uh, well, Mr. Ed was great, but uh, had some opportunity to do some afternoon stuff and all actually my first, uh, my first ever paying radio job. So thank you. <laughs> You're I've, very welcome. I've played with radio since, uh, 19, gosh, 85, 86, but first time I ever got a paycheck for it. So, and then of course, going over to the, uh, the other guys across, across town here and, uh, doing that show for eight years. But I gotta tell you, even, you know, different station, different affiliate, different genre, if you want to call it that always asked so what do you hear from k98 what do you hear from mills what do you hear from ed what do you hear from robert what do you hear from tom i mean i mean that has that kind of legacy especially in this i know we're a small town and i think we're considered a radio market but man to have that kind of legacy be proud of that i am proud of it uh you know the whole thing the whole thing started in the beginning was in 1970 in 197 charlie doss who owned the station at that time owned wrom AM and WROM FM uh, hired me out of graduate school at Georgia to come up and turn it into a rock and roll station. And so from 70 to 74, I was the program director here and, you know, we did our thing. And in uh, 1974, uh, when Cheryl and I loved my wife, Cheryl, and I loved this, uh, this town. I mean, it was great. And, uh, and then in 74, Charlie wouldn't sell me a piece of it. I mean, he wasn't interested at that time. And so, uh, Cheryl and I bought our first property in uh, Aiken, South Carolina. And the then radio we, station. The radio station, AMFM. And then we leveraged that into an AMFM in Augusta. And then I got a phone call from uh, Charlie one day. He said, I'm ready to sell. I said, okay, I'm ready to come. And so then we sold the Augusta station, moved to, uh, moved to Rome in 1985. And then uh, been here ever since. And it's been wonderful. Now, when you came back, I did not know this history until the other day. When you came back, it was WROM AM FM. I think there's still some clocks floating around someplace. Well, no, no, it was WROM AM, and by then it was K98. I was going to say, so it, that, that transition, I, that transition was while we were while we were gone. So it was it was rebranded we before y'all got here. It was rebranded before we got here. And then you guys come in and uh, you know keep the station in you know in different perspectives, I guess it is. But I mean, let walk folks through. I mean, what was it like for when you guys get back in town? I mean, here it is, your program manager, director before. Now you're the owners. And now this whole sandbox is yours to play with. What so, did y'all jump into first? Well, first of all, Rome is a wonderful sandbox to play in. It's a, it's a great radio market simply because uh, it was far enough from Atlanta that the Atlanta radio stations, uh, they couldn't sell here. They couldn't really pay any attention to it. Uh, and it was also uh, by itself. We had a, a, a self-contained market is what it was. And so, you know, we wanted to be here. Walked in the door and, you know, of course, the first thing you always say is there'll be no major changes. That's yeah. what you always tell everybody. And then you proceed to make major changes. Uh, but, you know, 
we kept uh, kept a lot of the people, and it was it was it was a lot of fun. We made a lot of changes. We uh, went from three thousand watts on the FM to six thousand, and then when it was allowed in somewhere in the nineties, we went to twenty five thousand. So that change was gone. Um, we started using uh, personal computers for all kinds of things. They they weren't doing any of that here. And Tom and I were like that. Uh, let's let's go back for one Tom second. Barclay. Tom Barclay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom Barclay. Um, most of you know who he is that have, were around when K98 was here. Tom, uh, we inherited Tom in 1974 when we bought the radio station in Aiken, South Carolina, the pair in Aiken. And he was uh, going to the University of South Carolina, and he would take a bus from Columbia back to Aiken, and he would uh, work a Saturday shift, a, a Friday night football, a Saturday shift, a Sunday shift, and the bus back. That's what he did. When he graduated, we kept him, and we kept him all the way until 2006. Incredible. And he is our brother. He is just the most wonderful person in the world, and he is now at uh, at the state uh, WGPB uh, or GPB Broadcasting. He is the operations manager for the whole state, and uh, is doing very very well. And we still we see him at least once a month and talk to him every week. That's great. Now, Tom's so, a great guy. Everybody knows him. He and Robert, of course, you knew them most most of the time from their morning show. It went on. I saw the T-shirt this morning. At least ten years. Yeah, it was on. Uh, I don't know, 12, 14 years. I can't remember. I know the. Tom Barclay was a consistent one of the whole thing because from day one, Tom did because Tom did morning shows for me uh, in the other stations, and uh, Tom was the the consistency of it. He was uh, more or less the straight man, more or less, okay, uh, with zingers, but the straight man. And then uh, first of all, we had Bob Shannon, and a lot of people probably remember Bob. Bob was a radio guy around here for years and years and years, and then and he moved on and after after that we ended up with uh, uh kind of evolved into uh robert and mr ed and uh and tom now mr ed came to us by interesting now he came to us from tv did you know that rome had a tv station it was the for years and years comcast was that what it was uh, no i'm talking about a real tv station it was channel 14 that's the one yeah yeah, yeah it was yeah, channel yeah, 14 yes. studios okay. were out on uh, on uh uh, shorter avenue okay. but anyway ed was doing news there and ed's wife tony was working sales for us and then uh it just somehow happened that he uh i needed a news director and he needed a job and boom that happened and then they were with us for i don't know probably 18 19 years maybe 20 years i don't remember how long that golden voice of but mr it, ed but he and and they're now in uh, they retired up in uh, Mount Airy, which is the area that they are from. So they're with Barney and Andy. They're, yeah, actually, we've been to see Barney and Andy with them. Gotcha. Over to Mayberry RFD. Great couple, by the way. And, they, and again, it's another one of those things. You hear people, you run into people, uh, you know, through my RGA days, anything else around town, same thing. How's Ed? How's Tony? Talked to him, talked to both of them about three weeks ago, and um, – they're fine, uh, you know, like the rest of us. We're getting old. What the heck? And uh, Ed's but, always been old. I'm sorry, but I mean, hey, you said that. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you said. And I that. love your brother, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're doing they're doing fine. They're in Mount Airy and uh, and getting along well. Uh, I actually talk to them a lot I, when I'm driving to my farm, which is 275 miles away. I'll I'll get on the phone and I'll punch you up, and Ed helps me pass the time. 
Oh, I bet. On, while, I'm, while I'm driving, I'll talk to Ed, and, and uh, we'll catch up with each other with what's going on and stuff like that. You once said something about Ed I've never forgotten, uh, and that was about he never needed a clock in front of him. If you said never. you have a minute to fill, it was to the second. Every time. He said that was his TV training. And it, I, I, he always amazed me. He could, you'd say, I need 30 seconds. He would do, and it would come out perfect. Amazing. Absolutely perfect. Every time. Uh, you know, the, the thing about, uh, we're, we're rambling. I guess that's what we're supposed to do on this thing. Uh, the thing about news, I, I, I like local news. Always did. Every radio station I ever had, uh, we did lots of local news. And my, my uh, what I told my news directors every station we had is that news will be a positive force in the community and that's what i wanted it to be now i'm not to say we all did good news but we when we did bad news it was done in a manner that wasn't accusatory uh no it was the way it should be done yeah down the middle let the the listener decide hey i went i you know i went to the journalism school at georgia come on (laughs) but have they have one over there yeah they have one over there i know you went to you went to one in florida so (laughs) actually i actually i taught over at georgia so i shouldn't say that okay you shouldn't say much at all about that but anyway that and ed was a just a perfect newsman for that um and i guess when we uh started adding Evening news, that's when, when you came aboard. Oh, afternoons, 3 to 6, uh, Todd Williams and I, and uh, a, a rotating cast of characters in there as well. Yeah, exactly. And so we had, we had, a, uh, we had, a, had a good time with that. All right, where do you want to go from here, John? Well, let's talk. We'll talk, we should talk a little bit about Ed, talk a little bit about Tom. Let's talk about Robert. Got to talk about Robert. Whatever happened Who? to him, by the way? Who? Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he evolved into a vice president, didn't he, or no, something he's like some that? Some kind of executive now. <laughs> yeah. Coosa Valley Federal. Pardon me, Coosa Valley Credit Union. Robert was instrumental in getting that federal thing. I think removed me. That that's probably illegal or something. I violated some kind of law there. But no, he's had a very successful career. He has. He's done very well for himself, and uh, he's still one of the most creative people I have ever met in my entire life. I mean, I I can't even imagine. Uh, K98 having the success that it had uh, after he started with it without him there. He was just very, very good at what he did. No, very sharp. I had to control that group some. Well, how do you do that? That's a three wing circus. Uh, Threats always work. Good, good. Well, paychecks. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, you know, the thing about morning teams, a good morning team, they try to push the edge of it. And so the the idea is to let them understand where the limits are. But the thing about that morning team, Robert, Tom, Mr. Ed, was that they um, they believed it was a lot easier to get forgiveness than permission. And that happened more often than I wanted it to, let's put it that way. But quite honestly, the hardest thing to try to teach a morning team to do is how to self-edit. They love to talk among themselves about themselves. And what you have to do is make them understand that you're, the object of the exercise is to entertain the audience and not yourself. Good point. And we had, to, you know, and we had lots of discussions about that, and they were darn good at it. I just had to poke them every now and then. No, and that, well, they had some great things. I mean, the whole hamster thing and how they incorporated others. I mean, Ed, 
here's, you know, Ed McIntyre, who, again, probably one of the best voices I've ever heard on broadcast. I don't care where he's at. Uh, but they would work. And here's, and Ed was, you know, Ed was a good news guy, a little, little not stodgy, but, you know, Ed was. Stodgy. Yeah, stodgy. <laughs> and here they work him into the whole thing with Mr. Ed's Challenge. I mean, and Ed go into their little, their little singing song, you know, and it throw questions at Ed. But I thought it was just unique. Uh, I thought it was funny, number mm-hmm. one. But number two, do you work the whole team in? Yeah. So that morning show was a morning show. Oh, it was that, and it, it was meant to be. Yep. It was designed to be that way. And and the whole thing was to interact with the community. Uh, the whole philosophy of the radio station was to make the community better. Uh, and that's what we enjoyed. And make money while we're doing it. But, oh, you yeah. know, that's the way it is. We had some interesting uh, promotions over the years uh, and, and things that we were involved in. Uh, do you remember the We Are the World thing? Oh, absolutely. Where people held hands yeah. all over the, you know, okay. That started here? Really? Yeah, it started here at uh, at uh, WROM and K98. Uh, WROM at that time, it was country, and it was the morning show was run by a guy named uh, Bob Wolf. And the FM uh, morning show was... Uh, a guy named Don Briscar, and that was yeah, just, oh yeah. just as we were coming in. It happened a little before we actually took over, if I remember correctly. Anyway, that started here, okay. and that went all over everywhere. I'll be darned. I and, did not know that. Yeah, that did that. And then uh, the other, uh, probably the biggest thing that I'm proud of uh, is our involvement with Toys for Tots. That time of year? Uh, we did. I guess I was ahead of it, kind of titular ahead of it. What do you want to call it? For about 22 years or something, 21, 22 years. And it started with K-98 uh, when the first sergeant of the local Marine unit, which was here where the recreation department is now, uh, in, uh, I guess it was 85, when Mike Benninger, first sergeant Mike Benninger, walked into my office, sat down, said, the Toys for Tots uh, program is failing in Rome. I need your help. Okay. So we started with that. And it evolved into, you know, last time I had anything to do with it, we were raising seventy-five or eighty thousand dollars. Oh yeah, the year. auction, the big the dinner, auction, the, and all the, that stuff. I, I don't remember yeah. all the yeah. details, but and it's still going today. Uh, so I'm just that that legacy. I am really, really, really proud of. Well, that was something that that became a community event. That, that absolutely the, the party, especially. I mean, the the, the dinner, the thing on the sky top, and all the auction. The auction, yeah. I got to tell you, one year we we won one of the auction items for a uh, hoop where Jack, our son, could throw footballs into this kind of slot thing and all kind of stuff. I still have scratches on my walls because I assembled that <laughs> when he and Gene were gone one day. Number one, I can't assemble anything. And I had to get it upstairs as well. I still have scratch marks in the wall I have not paid. But, you know, it was a blast. That party, people look forward to that party every December. You did a great job with that. Like I said, 70, how much money? Uh, it it. I don't remember exactly. We were in up in the seventy-five thousand yep. dollars a year, something like that. Uh, we worked with a lot of local uh, organizations. We worked with uh, with uh, all of the medical community yep. on, on all of that, and then uh, Kmart and Walmart and all these people just Drop worked with us. Points. It was it was great. And like I said, still going strong. Uh, you know, different formats. Of course, the exchange clubs involved in that right now. Very involved in that as well. Of course, the Marines. Had to, had to left the area during one of those base, whatever it was and all. But it's still around. But, I mean, you guys, you should be proud of that because you guys started I'm, something that's got some rock-solid things. We're going to get ready to take a break here. How do you like that? I like someone telling you to take a break. Uh, works for me. I don't have to think about it. <laughs> okay, now we're going to take a quick break here. Before we do, though, I want, I want to say a point of order. I know he's listening out there. You mentioned one more name out there. 
uh, a name we said from past radio, Bob Shannon. In fact, uh, Bob made a comeback in Rome this past season. He was the voice of the Rome Wolves this year. Was he really? They, I did uh, not know that. Yeah, it's something. There, well, Congratulations, I know, Bob. I know what happened, but like, but I won't go into that because I get in trouble. But they needed somebody to come in who had done done football. And Bob, when he was working with uh, the Rome Radio Partners, was down in WZOT in, a, right. in a Rockmore down the street here. And Bob had done high school football. And they really were at a point where everybody was committed because of some other things out there. And uh, a blast in the past, he came back. And, I mean, what I'm hearing from football fans in town, Bob did not lose a step. Bob's, what do you tell me he was, 73 now? He's got to be 73. I think he was a yep. year older than, than I am. He's Steven, he, he still looks like he's like 25 or something. Uh, but uh, had a great season with that. So, good. y'all, you, Bob is still out there. Bob, I'm sure, will be listening to this later on today so, or later on, whatever. So, we'll get credit for that as well. But we are talking to Mills Fitchner about the history of K98, what it was like, what's going on. You heard some of the good stories there. We'll get into some of the personalities. Yes, Tom Holt, you're coming up next. <laughs> we'll do that after the break. This is the Home Done Headlines podcast john ruckermiller hometownheadlines.com more after this i'm ryan simmons creative director at brand red we're honored to sponsor today's episode if you're looking to grow your business we help companies just like yours reach new customers contact us by visiting our website at brandredstudios.com or emailing us at info at brandredstudios.com And welcome back to the Hometown Headlines podcast, hometownheadlines.com. John Ruckermel with you from Hometown Headlines. Got enough promotions in there, I guess. Thank you again for joining us. We're coming to you from the studios of Brand Red over at 4 Bale Street here. Again, Todd LaBerge producing us. Our guest is Mills Fitzner, the uh, longtime owner of K98. We're talking about a little bit of radio history. Mr. Fitzner, again, thanks for being here. No problem at all. Now, so far, how's it gone so far? It's gone, it's gone pretty smoothly as far as I'm concerned. You're, okay. not, you're, not, not, you're sending me softball questions. Oh, <laughs> you don't tell a news guy you're softball, especially <laughs> with my waistline. All right? I mean, no. no, thank you for doing this. We, had, we were joking about it earlier. You can go back and listen to that part just about how, you know, would anybody still care? And that's just that people do care about K98. You have an incredible legacy of the radio station, of working with the community, being part of the community. We just talked about Toys for Tots about some wonderful ideas, that great morning crew you had in there as well. And uh, we talked about weird ideas. We always remember the bus. Ah, the we'll K-98 get The to... K-98 bus. Okay, we'll talk about the bus if you want to. Well, I want to get into that because it's, it's yeah. another horrible segue to um, when you eventually took on a couple of uh, minority partners, one of whom being Mr. Tom Holt. That's true, but before we get to Tom, I want to mention the other minority partner, and that was Mike Motes. The uh, longtime engineer, right? Yeah, he was a brilliant engineer and uh, one of the most brilliant people I've ever worked with. He ended up inventing something after he left us that that has to do with uh, wireless microphones. Oh, wow. And has done very well for himself, patented it, and did all that kind of stuff. And he's he's just a, a wonderful a wonderful engineer. One, but one, this is a mill story, actually, something you told me about, Mike. Tell I me, because I don't forward, remember it. <laughs> that I carry forward. Anytime there's an electronical problem, you told me one time, because we were in the studio, we had some problem in the studio in the afternoon news, and you came in there and said, okay, Mike Motes, our engineer, always says do this, and that was you go back and you take the plug back to whatever outlets the plug goes in, either into the wall or into the computer or the whatever, what machine on both. That's your first bit of engineering. And you know what? That's true today. 
That's true today. But, you know, the person that taught me, uh, a guy named T.H. Robertson, who was the engineer here at WROM and WROM-FM when I was here in 1970, taught me, said, you always try the simplest thing first. And that has come back to haunt me more times than you'd believe. Oh, so you just go, is it plugged in? You know, that's, that's, that, that always worked. But Mike was such that if you uh, had a... Uh, uh, the radio guy didn't turn his phone off. <laughs> I, I want that acknowledged out there. My phone's off, okay? Hi, honey. It's okay. Is it I, okay? Wanted, I, wanted it, I wanted it edited. Okay. I want <laughs> edit it out. Not at all. We, we go, hey, whatever you hear here, you get on the radio. No, and Todd does a great job with that as well. But go ahead. Uh, whenever Mike, uh, whenever I needed something, we need something that will do so-and-so, he would go invent it. Isn't that amazing? And he'd just do it. Anyway, let's get to Tom. All right, Mr. Tom Holt, of course, uh, I guess Tom was the – God forbid I'm going to say this. But he was a wonderful idea and a promotion no. person. Well, I was going to say this. Tom Holt was the brains behind the bus, but, I mean, I, yep, I, I, was. I have a hard time getting Tom Holt and brains out there. Oh, God. Tom, I love now. you, brother. And, and he, I know he's listening, so I had to throw it in. Seriously, I, what, a, he, what, a, what a wonderful he, promotion. He was. But, anyway, Tom was a, a great promotion guy. He pushed me out of my comfort zone I, all the time. Uh, the k Home Show was his idea. And his execution. The wedding show was his idea and his execution. Uh, and the bus was his idea and his execution. And, uh, ah, a bus story. You found it? The end of the bus. You want me to tell you what the end of the bus oh, was? Oh, I know. One time it went missing. That's all I know. It was parked back of the building after we sold the radio station. And it disappeared. It was found crushed into a little square at a recycling place, somebody had stolen the bus and recycled it, and they got caught. And Tom did something nasty to them. I don't know what oh, it was. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I've never. All I know is it was missing, and it was APB out, whatever it was, you know. And I thought, how do you? That was a regular bus. I mean, folks. Yeah, it was, this it was is a, not it was one a, of those little. Tiny no, it was a buses. it was a city of Rome uh, school uh, bus. Sur- surplus uh, bus transit bus is yep. what it was. And then uh, Tony Bolick over at. Uh, at his sign place, which is almost next door to us on, on Bale Street, he uh, made it look like a big K98 logo oh, on yeah, all the it sides. Fabulous. It was wonderful. It was great. We, we had a great, And speaking of the bus, we had it in the uh, in the Christmas parade a number of years, and you got to ride on it. We rode on it one year, Jack, Gene, and I, and uh, I mean, we were talking about last night, as a matter of fact, about how that was a bus ride. And you guys, and another thing, talk about community. You talk about Rome. It wasn't just Rome for you guys. You did that parade in Cartersville, I believe, in Polk County as oh, well. Oh yeah. How many? I think you did seven. We had something like seven parades every yeah. year. It was. It was. It was. Christmas was a my my promotion directors were busy people around Christmas. Oh, so I bet you. I, I I wore them out on a regular basis. And you put people on top of that bus, I believe. Oh, I didn't. Put I, I didn't it, go on top that, of the bus. That was Tom and Robert. Okay. Robert wanted to fly. I think. I think he wanted to be Superman, so he got up on top of the bus. But uh, and and Tom would sit with his with his feet inside the little escape hatch. Okay. Uh, he but Robert's up there being Superman. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the, I'm with Tom. The bus was fun. I want to be I'll tethered. Admit, I want to be tied down. Sorry. But now that bus was, and everybody I think always asked that question. So now I can tell them what happened to that bus. Yeah, it, it it got crushed. It got recycled. Uh, but see, then again, though, it, it's still contributing to the community because it was 
put it in different ways. But I mean, also you mentioned the home show, you mentioned the wedding show. There are variations of both of those still around today. Yeah, I, and uh, they, it was all starting. It was all invented by Tom. It was his idea, and uh, he did a very good job. My job was to keep him in check. Was he a manager? A good manager does though. I mean, he would. He yeah. would. You know. He had wonderful ideas, but sometimes had no idea uh, the consequences of the ideas. And my job was to 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 be the the downer for him. I had to I had to bring him back to reality. And I think I Robin does that nowadays. Oh so. yeah, Robin's always done a good job good. of that. But anyway, Tom was Tom was great, and we worked well together because I was you know I was the the check and balance for him. No, that's what and you that's, need, and that's what that's what made that work. Let's let's talk for a minute. One thing I want to talk about is the blizzard of '93. This shut this town completely down. It happened on a Friday night, and I remember watching uh, the news on uh, the weather on uh, Channel 9 in Chattanooga on like a Thursday, and the guy looked, the guy at that time, I forget his name, he looked straight at the camera and said, it's going to happen this time, guys. And so I said, okay. So I, I drug Cheryl off the couch. And we went and bought everything we had to have because I you knew. Want to I'd... edit that part out so he can be living tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, no, and so that so that she'd have everything she because I knew I'd be living at the radio station. And then on Friday night, family went up to Schroeder's, had supper, and I took my son's Superman sleeping bag and changed the clothes and stuff. And I moved into the radio station, and told all my people, I said, "This thing's fixing to happen. Get your rears up here." And for the next i think five days we lived at the radio station and everybody brought nobody had electricity but us uh, we had a little generator that for the start of it but the beautiful part of the location of k98 was there is a the the main uh, electrical distribution point substation that serves floyd hospital is over on the other side of the uh, ustanala river okay and the radio station is between that and the hospital. I never thought about it. So that. our power was off for an hour there, and then they got it back up. And we had power at the studios. Didn't have power up on the mountain, had a generator up there. But nobody else around town had power for days. And oh, so God. all the all the uh, employees stayed and worked. They brought their families in. Their office was their house. We had pets. We had people. Uh, and we were on the air continuously during that time. No commercials, just doing uh, wow! Help and the, and the way we did it was we told everybody he says top of the hour you're gonna learn everything you need to know, you can turn your radio off, save your battery, and then next top of the hour we're gonna do everything, and then we're gonna play Good play sir. music. Top of the hour we'll do everything, and that's how we did it for days. Now, funny story, I had to work my way up the mountain with Tom Holt by the way, uh, to get to the transmitter to make some adjustments on it, and make sure the generator was working okay. And so I got up there, and we fought our way up there and did that, and finally fought our way back down and went to my house after, I think it was five or six days, just rolled in there. I opened the, knocked on the door because I didn't have my keys with me. My wife opened the door, and Cheryl says, about doggone time. She says, I've been <laughs> listening to you for a week, and here I am with two kids. And, and, I, <laughs> and I said, you know, that's what you married. But anyway, it was and we didn't have power for eight days. Cheryl went back to school teaching before we got power back at our house. I'll be darned. It was, that was something else. But anyway, the blizzard was a great community thing. 
for for our radio station and for other radio stations too. Everybody everybody helped it, but we worked at it really really oh, hard. Oh, and, and you still hear stories about that from long timers who were here. I mean, y'all were helping with everything. You were you were relaying information. You were getting notes to people who couldn't get to people and that kind of stuff. But that's community. That's community radio. And that's that's see, that's that's how I learned radio was to be a community station. That's how I learned it. And of course, that was before all the social media and everything. So, you know. Everybody has an outlet now, uh, so and they, they all can communicate with each other. And uh, I got out at just the right time because my brain cells, you know, I would have had to work very hard to keep up with that, and, I, you know, I wasn't in the mood for it. <laughs> but, you know, well, and, you know, of course, and people will say whatever happened in 98, and you, you guys were purchased by the uh, Georgia Public Corporation, Corporation for Corporation for Public Broadcasting in Georgia. Yep, so it was a, basically the foundation behind right. GPB. Uh, and you're still at 97.7 FM. Right. You're still on there. It's, of course, it's now a, and it has been for 13 years, uh, as Tom um, Barclay can attest to. I think Tom is going to be the bureau chief here. That's what. That's how it started. Initially. Yeah, because uh, when, when we sold the station, one of the parts of the contract was they had to take Tom because I wasn't going to leave Tom out in the cold. And, uh, and it took them about two months to decide he was a – asset oh he so, he so took boom, off like a, like a boom, rocket he just, down there he took yeah. off like a rocket down there yeah i mean he's been doing well ever since he and he he loves that organization he likes what it stands for and he uh he, he works very hard at it by the way i think we've seen tom on tv a little bit as well during the uh, annual or however often they do it the gpb pitches for right he does radio and then i think when they need him he does television amazing the man you know, playing both ways, but still, it's just kind of cool. Hey, here's Tom Barkley on TV. You know, and you bring him up here a lot. We see y'all at Brome Braves games right. and everything mm-hmm. else. And all. Tom's still, you know, uh, really kind of part of you guys, part of the community as well. Robert's still here as well. Like I said, Ed moved away. Ed's over over there with Andy and uh, and being anybody else over and you know, Mayberry RFD territory, that kind of stuff. All said and done, as this thing, you know, in the 13 years that you have been away, the the the, the hard hardball question of the day. Yeah. What do you miss the most? What do I miss the most? I miss the audience, the people. Uh, I miss dealing with the music because I'm still a music person. How many albums do you have still? Oh. Let's see. There's there's over three thousand in in my music room, and then there's another. Albums. This is not this is not the you know. And and then there's another several thousand in storage. Stacks of wax from what's yeah. that? What's that line? And then, and then several thousand CDs also. <laughs> and still, this is like this is. My children are gonna hate me when oh, I'm yeah. gone. Oh yeah, <laughs> they got to get rid of all that stuff. Believe me, I can see them going to the house now. But then again, um, it's it's a it's a huge collection, and I mean, and people are really after that kind of stuff nowadays. But again, it goes back to the old days when you had the carts and radios, and you know whatever it is. I mean. Nowadays, it's all, you know, it's all computerized. I mean, you know, we do this podcast. I mean, of course, Todd Todd here does the real work, you know, for these long-form podcasts. We use Anchor, which I think Todd does as well, uh, for some of the short-form things. So I can do that now. I can drag in the audio, and I can drag in the music. Harry Musselwhite's done little recordings for us. So in the daily newscasts we do, I'm just dragging a file over and saying, click, 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 okay, publish, boom, there it is. But back, you know, even 13 years ago, it was still much more. Now, than then it. we were we were editing like crazy. I was it was all electronic. But before that, we did everything on tape. Yeah. And I'm I'm still I can still splice. I mean it's and I've still got a good splicing machine. I've still got a an, an Atari 5050B, which is a wonderful big machine. And uh, 
means nothing to anybody that isn't an, isn't an audio version. But well, but it's an art. It's an art form. You know, it's like you know what what Todd does now. What you do, like you were before before we started doing this, folks. We're in the editing room next door, and you're sitting down. You're talking about Adobe and uh, what's the other one? Audition. Audition. We got. I got. I got a copy of that on my computer from uh, kind of a backup from the RGA days, just in case I ever got stuck home or something like that. But I mean, I'm brain dead when it comes to that stuff. Are you kidding me? I'm like, you know, you want me to do what? Push what button again? And you guys sit there. It's it's like you know. It's like I don't a, do much of it anymore. I, I I'd have to go look up the the but it's the, still the commands. But it's still I, I know I know what it, I know what it is. I do a lot more editing and photography now than I did that. Well, you mentioned the audience too, and that's that's one thing that's not changed. I think this town is still a radio town. Um, like you, that's what I miss the most. I mean, you know, from from my uh, RGA days is, is the audience. I mean, we were not taking a lot of phone calls, but the interaction was always, you know, especially with the cell phones and the texts and the emails and that type of stuff and all. But it is a radio town. I think it always will be a radio town. I mean, yes, I know we have the satellites out there and everything else and social media. All that's changed. I don't think we're ever going to see a TV station back here again. You know, everybody tries to do, you know, someone will come on board and get a camera out and put a reporter in front of a camera. And I'm, we're doing TV report. No, you're not. You know, you're, 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 you're a newspaper or a radio station doing TV, whatever it is. But the audience part, I just think they never goes away. The only thing I think has come close to what Tom and Robert and Ed and all of y'all did was when Jim and Julie did their show on Q102. I agree with you. I and agree that's the compromise completely. I hear from the community all the time. I mean, when that went away, again, I'm not a Mr. You know, I'm, I, can, I can sit there and talk news and talk whatever it is on radio. I don't have the background you guys had to produce something like that. But the only temptation I ever had is to get into something on radio. When they, when they left the stations, whatever it was, for whatever reasons, I don't know, whatever it was, I thought, you're fools because people still want that in this town. Yep, they want uh, they want local entertainment. Yep, you know, and they want to know about they want to know about their you know their their kids, their families, what they do, their jokes, the people they brought in. Um, you know, it it, 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 it and people miss that culture. Y'all created that culture here with K ninety eight, and I think Jim and Julie carried that on to a different degree there, and that's still something we miss today. There is no local morning show. I.e., you know, with, with the music and with the personalities. Well, John, you haven't been in radio long enough, but, you know, that culture started many, many yeah, decades yeah. decades ago. But local, but still locally. And, there, and you hear people, uh, I can't remember their names now, way before my time, but there are some old radio names in this town you still hear kicked around and all. But the show and the format and the fun, but, I mean, you had fun, but you had entertainment, you had news also, and you had information you needed to have. It's like, you know, Today we're so splintered. You can't get, you know, you get, you may get the the music from XM, but where are you going to get the news? Where are you going to get the entertainment stuff? Where's where's the PSA stuff going to come in about whatever it is? That's all gone. I mean, yeah. it's not gone, but you got to go to five different places now. Yep. Well, you know, my philosophy was I wanted to run a great radio station and have fun, and we tried to have fun, and we did have fun most of the time, until it got time not to have fun, when you had a blizzard. Or had a had a, a a bad fire or an accident or whatever. There was time for fun and time not for fun. But uh. but to your credit, you you and I and I went through a couple of these things with you. Um, when that happened, what I always loved is that it shifted. You shifted or whoever was doing, you know, whoever was working the mic or whatever it was, me or Ed, anybody else. If there was like a plane crash uh, one time we had on John's Mountain, I mean, like. Right. Okay, I'm just, okay, Drek, I'm staying here. You go out, you call it in, and we're trying to find a plane crash up in John. We never did find a plane, by the way. They're fine. People, people were fine. No one was hurt. Seriously, this kind of stuff. Um, uh, I thought you were talking about the one where people were hurt. No, not that one. That was before my time. Okay, that was. 
But that you know, the, you would you'd go long and you you would break format. And if you had to be a news station, you were a news station. Election coverage. Buzz Watchtetter and I sat down one night. First time I ever did election news in this town, in this community. I was across from Buzz. We had a blast. But I mean, we were an FM music station doing election reports. Well, let's talk about nine eleven. Ah, okay. When uh, Robert and Tom and Ed were on the air when that happened, and we immediately went from there straight into carrying the network feed. Uh, then we started interspersing it with uh, local information, yep. things like that. And the first tower thing hit a little before nine, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. All right. Our daughter was in New York at the time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, going to college. And uh, so I'm immediately starting to wonder. And about but between the two plane crashes, the phone rings. It's my daughter. She is uh, in her dorm room, and she's fine. She says, Dad, I am fine. The next word's out of her mouth. I, I can see the Twin Towers. Do you want a report? Caught her well. And so I put her in with Ed, and Ed and, and Anna had a uh, conversation for, for uh, you know, a, a while about what she could see and uh, at 9-11. And then we stayed with that until... I, for a couple of days uh, and Amazing. then went back to our regular programming. And to have a local voice, someone you know, because you know, everybody knows Anna went to school here, so right. everybody knows who she is as well. And to be able to relate, you know, it's not that, you know, it's one thing to have, you know, Aaron Brown ever was on top of the CNN building doing that. But here's somebody you know, your kids know, you grew up with, whatever it is, being able to say, okay, through Rome, Georgia eyes, we are here on the scene. See, that's that doesn't happen anymore. And I miss well, that Well, you know, that's... It, we were a function. I don't of want our, you. I don't we want were, more we were, we, were, but. we were a function of our time. Yeah. And just like the people before me were a function of their time, uh, and the people now are a function of this time. It, it, it. Everything changes, and uh, I'm just was really happy that I had the opportunity to do radio the way I was taught and the way I wanted to do it. And you know, there's no way that. Uh, that I could do radio the way I, I'll take that back. I could learn to do radio today, but uh, I was real happy doing what I was doing. We won't talk about radio today. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm kidding you. That I've been out of it too long. No, actually, and, and don't get me wrong, Bill. So this this may be radio today because I mean, you know, it, the advantage of podcast, and and we're still new at it too. We've been doing this since what June first, whatever it was. But you can do a little bit more of that. And you can take, you know, you don't have to worry about the, the two-minute report or cut. I mean, this has gone on now for, who knows, maybe 40-something minutes. But you can have a conversation. And, I mean, and, and radio today, no. I mean, you got to time out. you got to get the news break in there. you got to get the commercials in there, which is great. You need commercials. Hey, we need, we need commercials on the podcast. Believe me. Um, but it's, 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 it's part of that. We capture that. And maybe we go, we offer people a different kind of a format and all. But I don't think anything like you guys did before, I don't think we'll ever get back to that level of um, community radio of, of you know, where, you know, you had the ability because it was self-owned, locally owned, you can pivot in a heartbeat. If something came up, you can you can talk to a, a relative watching the towers fall or you can talk to some idiot running around John's Mountain trying to find a plane or something like that or go long or do different things. At the same time, you had the crew you could trust. To perform that, like that I had. as well, and you had people who would that do the I job. Had. I mean, how do you think about this? I was in a newspaper bureau in Atlanta when when September 11th happened, 
you guys are live on the air. Okay, you're watching this happen. I mean, as America, you're watching a horror story happen right in front of you on television or whatever it was, and y'all got a segue from, you know, Mr. Ed's challenge in the hamster dance into, oh, my God, we have 3,000 people dead in New York City. Yep. And, and that's you, amazing. And you just do it. Exactly. Because, and, and the whole thing is you're reflecting what the, the, the public is interested in. And exactly. everybody was interested in that. So that was where you had to go. You didn't have a choice. No, but then, but to pull it off, though, that's the other thing about it. You, you may have to segue into that, but at the same time, to pull it off nicely, and you guys did. Again, another one of, another one of those. Tom Barclay, Ed McIntyre. That's the people. They made that happen. Well, they did, they did a good job about that as well. You guys did a good job about that as well. Mr. Fitzner, we've just spent probably a good 40 minutes here talking about something you didn't want to talk about. Well, I've, I was just, I'm just wondering if anybody has time to listen to it in this day and time. Well, we'll find out. We're, we'll wrap it up here very quickly. I mean, Dodd does a great job producing these things. And I don't, and, and, and that's part of the fun of this kind of stuff. I think I think people miss the opportunity to talk about K-98. So we, we, sometimes we get involved in too many. And there's so many issues going on. And that's great. It gives us something to talk about, important things to talk about. Same time, where have we been? And this is a good example of how media was. I don't want to say yesterday. It hasn't been that long. It's a decade plus. But, I mean, you know where media was. And yet how that media, y'all did so well, shapes today's media. God forbid I have no clue where we're going tomorrow. And I'm not being funny or winking or whatever here. I mean, it changes by the hour these days. Yeah, it does. There I, are things that are happening I don't believe anymore. The speed of the speed of what's happening. Yeah. I'm done. You're done. All right. If he's done, we're done. Bill Spitzer, thank you very much again. You're welcome. Over some of the history of K98 there. Hopefully we talked a lot about personalities there. Todd Williams, uh, Matt, we had a great time in the evening guys there as well. But a lot of the morning guys, the crew, I mean, the sales force, that kind of good stuff. Y'all had a good family there. Had a wonderful family there. You did a great job. And as they rotated in and out, I was always very, very proud when they moved from me to a bigger market or a bigger station or in in a a better place in their life. I never resented anybody leaving as long as they moved up. See, that's another thing. People, you'd be surprised how people think, oh, no, you can't leave this. No, you want them to grow. That's how you grow when they grow. It didn't happen to me since I bought my first radio station. The whole idea was for them to, I knew I was a training ground. I knew that's, that was my purpose, and I like to train people. I like to make them better and because all of a sudden they're better on my air. Okay, they go to somebody else's air. Okay, I'll find somebody else. People always seem to want to get into show business, and that's what this was. If you have no talent in anything uh, as far as instruments or voice or anything, you can go into radio. That's show business too. No, it's good, and the funny part is when they do see the other guys, you know, men and women moving up, they know when they come to you back there, when they came to you, they had a shot doing the same thing. Yeah. And you can't, you, you know, that's resume. You can say, okay, look, we've done this with them. Now y'all can do it too. Great job done by you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, no, thank you. Todd, thank you as always. Uh, we'll, we'll try to make today's media, I guess, Todd. And this, this guy's a master at today's media. He'll make us all sound pretty and uh, edit out all the uh, whatever. Stuff. I hope so. <laughs> no, we did fine. Guys, thanks for your time. Folks, thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed it. Let us know. Uh, it, was, it was wonderful catching up with Mills. I mean, we have our meetings every couple of months here anyway, kind of talking over lunch, that kind of stuff. But uh, let us know what you think about this. By all means, let us know what you think about hometownheadlines.com as well. Continue to have our morning newscast for you each and every morning, right around 7 a.m., probably no more than 10 minutes with the news and the rant of the day. And, uh, of course, the long-form podcast here as well. This is John Ruckermiller thanking our friends at Brand Red. Thank you, Mills, as well. Have a great day in Northwest Georgia.